the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Slave World, Who's Running the Show. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Friday, July 21st. And it has been a week that has gone by very quickly, though it does seem at times like we've been carrying an albatross about every step. Interesting times, for d- indeed. And it just seems like we go through certain weeks that it just is fast, but at the same time it's heavy. And that was one, that one for me this year, or this week. Pretty crazy. And then you have other weeks that, you know, they just go by normally, and then other weeks that drag out like you can get and can't even get to the end of the week. But lately, I swear we're going through a time warp or something because things are just flying by. We're already on the 21st of July. Unbelievable. And yet, when we look back on the thing, we look back to 4th of July, and it seems like it was just a blip, ancient blip out there. We hardly remember it. Who knows? But I do know that we are in a slave world, and it's a crazy world. And we're starting to see just how deep this is and how long-lasting and enduring it's been for the centuries. And we're waking up to this, and this is the real challenge now, as we wake up and have to hold that line in the authorities that we've been given to reclaim our position as the children of the Most High. Patriots, before we get going tonight, one thing that is absolutely clear is that we need to be focused on reclaiming the power of this body system that we're given. That means eating right, exercise, cleansing ourselves of parasites, resetting the entire system. And there are some products out here that can really help do that. And those are CBD products. 90% of the people that have sleep disorders that take CBD products find great results, improve sleep. 80% of those that have anxiety that take CBD products find they have reduced anxiety. We have about 80% of the people that have pain after workout and fitness use CBD products, have an improved an improvement on their whole body. So these are incredible products and they're supplements to add to your diet. Wonderful products. And they come from cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com. So if you head on over there, use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. You're going to get 20% off and then you will get in a free shipping on $75 or more on your products and a 60 day money back guarantee. And these are a great line of products they come with the highest level of standards. We had the CEO on last Sunday night talking about all the things that they do as a company and what this market is like. CBD market is really interesting. And the companies that are at the biggest at the cutting edge of this are really tending to a high quality product, highly tested and refined to ensure that it is a really pure product without the other additives like heavy metals in the soil, pesticides and so forth. So you can be assured that with CB Distillery, you're going to get that quality of product. It's all American sourced and grown industrial hemp. Everything is tested to be 100% clean ingredients. And it's tested at multiple stages throughout the delivery. So head on over to cbdistillery.com. You'll find a whole range of products from tinctures to gummies to, to consume it with gummies or even a tincture or rubs and creams to put it on your on your, your sore areas or whatever you're using it for. So great line of products, a great company. They've been around, one, they're one of the oldest companies in the industry, and they're definitely one of the best reputations. So again, cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com. Use your promo code BARDS, 20% off, and just take advantage of those great savings and the great products you'll have in your life. All right, so the thing that we have really to face on right now is this clown world that we're in, which just seems to be never-ending. And I think really kind of a quick perspective here tonight of asking the simple question, which it, it is a good one to ask. And I think this lays down at least a, a workable framework of to the level of understanding how deep this is to understand what we're really dealing with. And that's who's running the show. If you want to know who's running the show on the physical plane, you have to go to demon infested Rome and the families that have controlled Rome. And there are other corporations, i.e. Paris, uh, London and Bonn in Germany. 
DC, Wall Street and the Zionists. So they are all controlled by Italian families, rest assured, and Germanic families. Uh, because of the Holy Roman Empire, which was once Roman and German. <clears throat> and the German families would be the Rothschilds, the Bowers, um, the Windsors, the black nobility, basically. Black because their deeds are black. Uh, they are witches, covens of witches, dens, den of thieves. Uh, they are Pharisees. They are offspring of vipers. They have no source connection. They All they want to do is rule at all costs, no matter how, even if they suffer. For instance, chemtrails, which are toxic, and all of these um, horrible uh, fluoride in the water and all of this poison that they're putting everywhere, chemicals. This is deliberate because they are masters at destroying the souls of other beings. The Vatican's a gang, the Jesuits are a gang, uh, the Jewish mafia, uh, Kazarian slash Hyksos gang. There's, there's lots of mafias, there's a lot of gangs and mostly uh, top-heavy with pedophiles. They are warmongering, they love war so that we can always have fear and so that we always live in fear and, and anxiety and, and the dread of what may come upon us. These uh, gangs are basically infested by uh, demons and um, not, in, not in the traditional sense of demon but in the sense of egregore. Uh, these gangs, they create egregores. That's why gangs are formed, you see. And it's why the scriptures warn us against going with the crowd. Better to walk alone than with a crowd that's going the wrong way. So for those of you that don't know what egregore is, egregore is an esoteric concept that represents a non-physical entity that arises from a collective thought of distinctive groups. Now, that's a really important concept of what we're dealing with right now. When we start to look at slave culture and who's controlling us, we're actually controlling ourselves. And this is what they're so good at because they're literally using our fears, our anxieties to manifest the problems that they're using their spell casting and all their word casting to do. And we're giving them the authorities on this earth for us to be destroyed. And remember, we, we have been given the authorities over all this planet, all of earth. And that was given to us by Christ and authorities even given but to us by God when it goes back to creation. Back to Genesis. So we have the authorities, but th these people are masters at this and masters at spell casting and masters at using our thoughts, our, our consent, our fears, our anxieties to literally create the hell that we live in. And then we complain and say, we don't know what to do. This is part of us stepping into a place where we start to reclaim our authorities over these people. And it's important. And it's particularly important in one of the big things coming up here, which is looming on the horizon, and that's the CBDC. So I want to touch on this because this is about a five-minute piece from Greg Reese, really good outline on what is coming, and that's going to lead us into a deeper con discussion about fear and solutions. Here we go. German banking economist Richard Werner was selected as a global leader for tomorrow by the World Economic Forum in Davos in 2003. Here, he tells us an insider's view of what to soon expect and says the only way to survive the Great Reset is for us to immediately begin setting up our own banking system. In each domicile, they should be locally set up and authorized by the local uh, regulators. And it's a profitable investment. Banking is profitable. Yeah. So the investors would get a return while the local community would get a return. And it's a way of delaying, perhaps even preventing the introduction of CBDCs. They have, you know, they have literally delayed their agenda because I think it's so important to them. They've been very careful about the timing and they've, oh, let's wait a little longer. Let's wait a little longer. Let's have this crisis first. Oh, let's have COVID first, you know, soften them up. But they've delayed because the technology was really ready um, around 2015 to roll out. Mm. And what, what people don't mention is, what do these CBDCs actually look like? You know, um, at the moment, there's a bit of talk about this being phone-based apps. And yes, that is the initial phase. But what was already ready around 2015 is the ultimate goal, what they really want. Apparently, I was told by a central banker is, you know, CBDCs looks like a small grain of rice that they want to put under your skin which is, in my view, a violation of human dignity. And they realize there is a hurdle. So to get people to, get people to accept this, there will be, you know, why, why suddenly all the billionaires saying, let's have universal basic income? 
because the story is going to be, oh, now we've created, you've created this vast unemployment and, and uh, disruption and crises. Well, we need universal basic income. You will get uh, 2,000 euros into your account every month. But of course, to run this efficiently, we need to use the latest technology. So, you know, you, you need the <laughs> CBDC uh, yeah. chip implant. But how many people will say, okay, fine, 2,000 pounds, uh, 2,000 euros, you know? Um. A, surprising, <laughs> a, a surprising proportion, shockingly, obviously, to me or yourself, but we've seen uh, years ago in Sweden, there has been a substantial small minority take-up of what's currently much larger. It's kind of like a little cylinder in stainless steel, I guess. Maybe it's titanium or something. Uh, and they are doing it because they just want to. They want to be early adopters of this nonsense. So if anyone's listening and that sounds fanciful or conspiracy theorish, uh, the fact is in Sweden they are taking it up and in other places, and that's not coming out of nowhere. The Bank for International Settlements recently published a report called Blueprint for the Future Monetary System, Improving the Old, Enabling the New. This report proposes that a central bank digital currency will serve as the new reserve currency and calls for the digital confiscation of all physical property by assigning every real-world item its own unique digital token, which will contain rules on how each item can and cannot be used, so that each person can be controlled and conditioned directly by the central bank. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I find it really amazing when we, we listen to these things and how many people buy into this story. We have been given authorities on this earth, and they know it. But what they're trying to do and what they do do is this is a form of spellcasting. And what the spellcasting is, not what you heard, but that what they're referring to is spellcasting. And what they do is they spellcast the idea that there's no other way but theirs. So that we live into a paradigm of I can't fight and I must accept. And most people do. They become so conditioned on this place that people don't want to realize that they have a choice. We have an absolute choice to say no. Now, today I was on, and it won't, it won't air until August, but I recorded a show with Mike Adams on his new TV show called Decentralized TV. And we had an amazing conversation about all the things that we're doing here in Bards Nation. And I, I, when it comes out, I'll definitely let you hear it because it's a really good discussion about our efforts here in County by County and Operation Vineyard and how these decentralized models that we're working on truly are the future. The thing is, we're not paying enough attention, I would just say collectively as a human race, of all the power that we have. There's a variety of things that are happening right now that you don't know about, but I'm just going to kind of give you some pointers on this to kind of point where, where, where it's happening. We're working right now, and actually one of our one of our BDADs is working with me on this. It's fantastic. And it's called Cordal, Q-O-R-T-A-L. It's called the Cordal Project. And what this is, is eventually in the very near future, we're going to be shifting all of our website and everything into Cordal. And what that will mean for you is it will work out of an app, not a browser, so that you'll have direct access and it will be decentralized blockchain so that there's no possible way it can be taken away, no possible way it can be broken, and no possible way anything can be censored. This is the direction of the new future of of the decentralized everything. And Cordal is something that we are moving forward on. We're also working on, and I'm hoping to have it in place by the end of September, which we will use a privacy coin and a, a token, which will probably be something like barged cash or something like this. There will be a money token that we can use on, on exchange networks that we're, we're also building that will allow people to trade and use a digital token to do the trade. Now, why all this is important is it's a new way of thinking. I understand. But what you're hearing there is he's saying people need to start banks. That's the old school. I don't want to start a bank. We don't need a bank. We need to be the bank. Like, we need to be the church. Like, we need to carry Christ in our heart. And all of these things, when you start going into this, someone just asked about cordial surveillance. Can't be done because it's blockchain and it's distributed across multiple platforms. So, anyway, I mean, I, I'm i not going to answer all the questions on this right now. Go to Cordal, Q-O-R. T-A-L project and read up on it and get smart on it because it's a fantastic platform that is going to be used for us. Mike Adams is rolling it out in about two weeks on their project for Brighteon TV and these other elements and like setting up using privacy coins and moving forward on this 
is to try to use their systems to still keep us operating as a con- connected and functioning economy. We have to realize that the slave world that people are in is a choice. It's an illusion. But people are choosing it because of what he said at the end. It's about convenience. In that previous piece we just heard, people want convenience. And they've structured a world under their laws and their treaties, which they are constantly trying to remind us that we have no authority. Let me give you another one right here, which is actually pretty stunning when you listen to this. And this is something that just came out that apparently, as is being learned, NATO has the ability for to declare that we will go to war. Take a listen. I don't know what is going on anymore. So today in the Senate, Senator Rand Paul offered an amendment to the NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act. This amendment was pretty basic. It simply stated that the NATO treaty does not supersede the Constitution. Really, that NATO can't declare war. That is something that has to go through Congress. And Rand Paul just wanted that clarified. It was voted down. Only 16 Republicans voted for it. Take a listen to Senator Mike Lee explain this, and I'll be back. Okay, so something really weird and quite concerning just happened. We're debating the National Defense Authorization Act, a bill that goes through Congress every year where we talk about defense priorities. My friend and colleague, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky, uh, introduced an amendment, an amendment uh, number 222 uh, to this act. And it's a simple amendment. It, it's just one sentence. It says, it is the sense of Congress that Article 5 of the NATO Treaty does not supersede the constitutional requirement that the Congress declare war before the United States engages in war. Look, the Constitution requires this already, so it's a no-brainer. And um, most of my colleagues voted against it. Uh, last I checked, there were uh, zero Democrats and only 16 Republicans who voted for it. So this really did surprise me because the Constitution makes very clear in Article 1, Section 8, that in order to declare war, you've got to have a declaration of war from Congress. The president can't do that on his own. And we certainly don't want a treaty deciding that for us and taking us to war. Now, the reason he references uh, Article 5 of the NATO Treaty is that that does uh, contain an expectation that will defend the sovereignty of other nation states. But there's nothing in there that supersedes our constitutional responsibility to get Congress to authorize that. And there's not even anything in there that, that overtly requires us to go to war. We often assume that it may get to that. In some cases, it will. But I think it's very, very dangerous to have a situation where you could go to war solely by virtue of a treaty provision that itself doesn't require you to go to war, much less supersede our own constitution. Something to think about and uh, disappointing, but I have a feeling we'll be having this discussion again. What? They are fighting against an amendment that says NATO does not supersede our constitution. Listen, if anybody has a reasonable explanation for this, I would love to hear it. Let me say this really quick. I can guarantee that this has nothing to do with Ukraine. I would tend to agree to a degree. <laughs> there might be a little bit of that Ukraine in there. But I think really what we're seeing here is the, the reality of where the real power lies. And I think that's the most important thing, whether it has anything to do with Ukraine or not. The real power is not here anymore, and it hasn't been here for a long time. They just aren't trying to play the game anymore. We are a colony, and we have accepted that role as a colony, and we've accepted that position of slaves most of our life. So as we wake up to this and we start to have all these sudden awakenings, they're like, wait a minute, they're going to take our internet away. Wait a minute, they're going to force us into a new dollar. Wait a minute, what do I do about my bills? That Here's the thing, and this is the real issue. You have to start getting educated, and this is why so many things are coming forward here to get you educated. Common law is critical because common law is the will of the people, and it deals with your right to own property, and it deals with your authorities of being able to ask them truly what the laws are as a sovereign citizen, sovereign in this nation, of what you're obligated to do. You're free and sovereign under God's law. So a lot of these questions and anxieties that people are having now is resulting of lack of education and lack of paying attention. The thing about debt or anything other of, of these bills, even electrical or water, worse if you're those are just basic bills that aren't even debt. 
You're dependent on an infrastructure that they own. So the issue at hand here is how are we going to be moving forward? And these are the thinkings that people have to start doing is how are you going to start moving forward in a way that you're not dependent on the system? That's the principal issue of the seven pillars of county by county. And that's why those pillars were put out there in 2020. That's actually over three years ago. That's almost four years ago now. But it is definitely three years ago solid that they were put out. But I'm saying is that this is the fourth year we're talking about it. And the point that I'm making on this is that whole principle was to get people's thought going in a direction that you start to think about how to break the connection of all these systems. And that's not going to be a quick and easy thing. And there's going to be some difficulty. The biggest problem Americans have right now is they become too lazy in the convenience of the world we're in. And that's a harsh statement, but it's true because people are not thinking in terms of what we have to do to innovate and break out of the existing systems. You know, like the issue right now with like Cordal, okay, there is a vulnerability of the internet. Yes, absolutely. They can shut the whole grid down. They can shut down sections and try to block you off. Yes, yes, yes. But here's the problem that people aren't getting right now is that these, if unless you have a solution, then we have to start making, we have to start working for solutions to continue to adapt and overcome. That's adaptability. We don't have perfect packages that say, here's a package for people that hate the government, want nothing to do with, with this tax structure, or don't want anything to do with the CBDC. All you have to do is sign up. It's a perfect thing. Just plug it in and it all, it's all ready to go. We are innovating the new direction forward. That's us. That's part of being remnant. And that's part of the responsibility. And if that's too much burden, then, hey, there's an easy walk over there. It's called FedNow, CBDC, and, and the VAX. It's easy. Go take it, walk it, and, and enjoy your ride. But the world we're in right now is a difficult world because we're doing exactly what our colonialists did. And it is in a fantastic time to innovate and be part of something completely new, which is really a we the people based government that will be so decentralized that this garbage will never happen again. That's the power of where we are. And it is literally two paths before us that we have to choose. When you hear things like this with NATO, what you're hearing again is a spell cast. And even the congressman that went along with this, he's not saying absolutely no. He's saying, hmm, this is kind of puzzling because there's no puzzlement about it. There's two worlds going on here. One is the compliance to the corporate tyranny, the bureaucratic legislative state that we're part of and we're operating in. And then there's this other side that says the Constitution, which is a republic. I mean, listen to politicians. Do they call it a republic or a democracy? That's your defining line. And I don't care who you are, whether you're Trump, RFK Jr., if you're calling that thing a democracy, you are not embracing what this country was really about. We do not have a democracy. Our founding fathers detested democracy, but they brainwashed the Democrat side in particular so much that we're supposed to be like crowdsourced, universal democracy voting. This country is here where we are right now because states allow for for democratic vote, and they don't use a republic model of an electoral vote to vote in governors and legislators. So all of this is a time now that we have to be looking and learning, learning about the existing systems. How do they work? How do they? How are they supposed to work? Common law, like you said, we're getting the link up later next week. I just talked to our web guy today, but we'll get the link up so you can sign up. And in, on the July 30th will be the event at 2 p.m. on Pacific time with with uh, Jaron Jackson to talk two hours of common law and then to go to an hour of Q&A. So all of these things are happening, but it's going to take, like always, each person has to take the initiative to learn and to become smart in what we're doing to overcome this because this is not a singleton action and solution. That's what the world we live in right now. One little group of people dictates to us how things are going to be, and then we take up those appliances and we go, oh, this is kind of neat. I'll use this. I won't use that. That's not what we're doing. We're reinventing the system, and that's creating a true exodus, an exodus 2.0 from the current system with an entire parallel economy and parallel government. That's exactly what happened at the beginning of our nation, and it's a profound moment and something incredible to be part of. Now, we continue to get the nonsense coming out from their big propaganda machine, and, one of the, and all these things are designed to confuse you, and all these things are designed to break your will and spell cast stuff on you. So it's important that you, and when I say spell casting, it's really important. They are using their words to swing you into an I can't status, into a slave mentality. 
And they're doing this over and over. And so the intention is that if we don't have a 100% solution, we see it as failure. The greatest hindrance to success is perfection. And so when we start to look at moving forward, when we live in a slave mentality, if we, if we look at something, and the example would be YouTube, you get bumped off of YouTube, people go, I don't know what to do. We migrated over here. This chat, which initially seemed totally imperfect compared to, to YouTube, has become a robust environment where we've been able to operate, people have adapted, and with that, we've seen evolutions. But we can go further because now we can start taking charge of technologies, using them, building out on them, and doing what we can to decentralize. And that's going to take everybody's effort and everybody's commitment. And it's not just technology. Everything from gardening to food to making clothes, these are the sorts of small micro industries that have to start standing up. And we have to start understanding that we have the control. Take a listen to this interesting perspective, someone who's breaking a spell cast. This is the former co-founder or the co-founder himself, actually not the co-former, the co-founder of Greenpeace. We've been wondering where Greenpeace is. His discussion here completely dispels the global warming myth. Here you go. This warming period that we're in now, the modern warming period or modern warm period, began around 1600 AD. The medieval warm period was around 1000 AD. From then it cooled into the Little Ice Age, 1600 AD. That's 423 years ago, more than four centuries. That's when it started warming again. We didn't start using fossil fuels to any extent until 150 years after that. And since then, the warming has continued at pretty much exactly the same pace that it did from 1600 till about 1850, 250 years. It hasn't changed in the slightest in terms of its upward slope. And in fact, about 150 years from now, we should expect the modern warm period to reverse itself again and go back into a cooling period as it has three times in cycles since the Minoan warm period, which was 3,000 years ago. Well, Pedro, is thinking of our environment and our air. This one thing is really important to consider, especially with all the pollutants that are in here and what they call global warming enhanced by certain things like chemtrails and everything else they pump into our environment. We need to keep sure, make sure that you're breathing clean air. And one of the best ways to do that is have a high and level capacity air purification system in your home. That is EK Pure. EK Pure is an amazing system. It's built with an industrial grade HEPA filter and a mineral filter. This is patented technology. These are the filter systems, air, fil air purification systems that were used, selected by the Department of Defense to purify the air in the Navy ships. This is a 100% American made unit. It will filter out viruses, allergens, chemicals, and odors. And it will create an environment where when you're breathing in, you truly feel the difference in the air, fresh and, and re-energizing. So head on over to EKPure, ekpure.com. Use your promo code, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You're going to get 10% off. And with that, you're also going to get a professional air quality monitor for free. It's about $150 savings. These are amazing units. They have multiple speeds to flow the air, different rates in your home. They do a fantastic job. I keep mine running 24-7, and it's something you'll absolutely, absolutely love and, and appreciate how much difference it makes in your life. So head on over to EKPure, ekpure.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Get 10% off plus a professional air quality monitor for free. You will not be disappointed. All right, so as we continue to look at this, what, we are, what we're really hearing here and all of these different distractions is the things that they're doing to constantly drain, like we talked about last night, drain the energy down and get people to believe truly that they are slaves. That's the whole objective here. So once people get reduced in their energy and they start becoming compliant and then start thinking in terms of, I can't, we're giving the authorities to these fools, these psychopaths, to literally manage the world to their end, and we're abdicating our authority to them. I mean, this is essentially what happens in the garden, Right. We have Adam, who doesn't take care of Eve and doesn't stand up to Eve when she brings him the apple. She then says, you know, eat the apple, blah, he does. She takes authority, 
She then says, when God confronts and Adam points at her, it go, he's, he declines to take responsibility. That moves to Eve, and Eve then passes it on to Satan. It's just a passing of authority. We're abdicating authority. We have to be able to stand in this moment right now and look at where we are. We have to be honest about how we got here, and we have to start moving forward with decisions and solutions, more importantly, as we move here. And this is about innovating. Now, you, you hear a lot of discussion about admiralty law and maritime law and how we lost this and how we lost that. Here's a simple answer to it all, and I'm very simple, very clear. I've studied this way too much. I'm, I'm really kind of up to my ears with and impatience with the idea that we are somehow trapped by all this garbage that they put out. This is a simple issue. We are, we are first in the mode of defiance. You're not going to agree with what they do. Secondly, legally, as Jaron Jackson is going to be continuing his coursework, common law gives us the authority through Scripture. That's our authority. And those, those, reg, those rulings are proving time and again, when done, that we have the ability as people of God, as children of God in this country, to be the sovereigns of these lands. We don't need a special tag of state national, which you shouldn't have anyway, because it's completely given by them. It's a way of tagging and removing you under their system. We have the authority to own property. All of these things start to put together. And this is literally, when we get in these mindsets that we can take this back without any sort of hand magic, just using the authorities given to us, and that's the common law, Declaration of Independence, Constitution, and, and Bill of Rights. Those documents then taken down to your state level at the same level, we now have the authorities with common law to literally stand against these people and to start defeating them. And you don't need to hire expensive lawyers. All of these are cases that you can win and use when you start using common law, and we have to start pushing back on them. But they're going to try to convince you that that's not possible. That's their goal. Because once we accept the no, we accept the position of slave. And once we try to fight them in their own system, and then they're just, they're literally laughing at you. They're like, okay, and they're going to give you a token. They're going to set you up three steps ahead because there's no way that you can outmaneuver them in their system. But in, when you take the position of the children of the Most High, and we use the authorities given to us through common law and other initiatives that we take, we're now reclaiming our authority. And remember, their ultimate goal, their ultimate goal is control over everything. This chipping, remember, the senior level, like we played at the very beginning, most of these people are pedophiles. And they recreate their world through damaging children. And they do that to cause enormous damage to God's children. So as we move into these authority places, we also have to realize the center point of their power. And their power is is the desecration of God's children. And it goes deep. And these are this is where the real war is. So all of these things that we're talking about, whether it's in, a, in this discussion about Ukraine, whether it's a, the idea that our Congress is, has the ability to declare war, well, good. I'm glad they can. They can't have a war if they don't have people. And if they're going to go to a place of like Ender's Game where they're going to start flying and doing remote wars with, with, with drones and stuff— that's still at some point or another, there's going to be a requirement for a person to be involved. And all of that, we have to, you have to get to the place to understand that we are never completely out of the loop. They want you to believe that you are with AI and other things. We're not there. We're not even close yet. But we do have to understand that they have had this technology in place for some time. And they've been delaying moving it in because they want to break the will of the people to have people by their free will Submit and accept because then we give them the authority to rule over us. And in a spiritual sense, that has to happen. They know that. Too many people in this world don't believe it. And that's the real problem because this is first and foremost a spiritual war. Take a listen to this piece. This is another piece by Greg Reese. It's a profound piece he put out today. And it really gets to the depth of this spiritual war and how evil this is. But this is a group of people, and I remember this from years ago, called the Finders. And this is all about the power through children. In 1987, Tallahassee, Florida police responded to an anonymous phone tip about six malnourished children covered in bug bites and scratches being accompanied by two well-dressed men in a public park. The two men were arrested for child abuse and suspicion of trafficking children across state lines. 
And so the U.S. Customs Service, the Washington Metropolitan Police Department, and the FBI all got involved. The two men arrested had multiple fake IDs and were found to be members of a group known as the Finders. The Finders owned multiple properties in the D.C. area. The investigation of these properties reportedly found evidence of child pornography and photographs of three children and three white-robed men dismembering two goats. The children described a harsh learning environment where a man known as the Game Caller was in charge of everyone and could talk to the adults with a computer in the van. One of the games they played was responding to local newspaper advertisements for babysitters, tutors, and anything else that could get them into a family's home where they would then gather as much information as possible about the family's habits, identity, and occupation. The finders were labeled a satanic cult, and the media sensationalized it for a full week until the investigation was called off. It was reported that the mothers of the children were members of the finders, and that the two men had the full consent of the parents to be transporting them. The media narrative then blamed their own sensationalism, claiming that the whole thing was blown out of proportion and that the Finders were just a harmless 1960s-style hippie community. Years later, the reports of U.S. Customs Special Agent Ramon J. Martinez began bringing attention back to the matter. Martinez claimed that evidence included the intent to traffic children, the ordering of children from Hong Kong through the Chinese embassy, the instructions on the impregnation of female members of the Finders, and a library of books on the subjects of mind control and terrorist warfare strategy. Martinez claimed that every attempt to review evidence was blocked and was finally told by a member of the Metropolitan Police Department that the Finders had come under the protection of the CIA, who claimed jurisdiction by deeming it an internal matter and had the entire case labeled secret. The leader of the Finders, Marion Petty, bragged about infiltrating the CIA. His wife, Isabel, worked for the CIA, and their son worked for the CIA-run Air America. Finder members' passports revealed travel visas to places such as North Korea, North Vietnam, and Russia, all approved by the U.S. State Department. This resurfaced evidence inspired outrage and an investigation was launched. The Department of Justice began investigating allegations that the CIA had used a front company run by a commune to train agency employees. Their investigation resulted in a verdict of no evidence of CIA interference and no evidence of criminal activity with the finders. During this same time period was the McMartin preschool scandal, wherein hundreds of parents reported that their children had suffered satanic sexual abuse at a preschool in Manhattan Beach, California. And for some reason, evidence seized from the finders included a map of this same preschool. It seems to be the norm. Kindercare, the biggest preschool chain in America, was owned by Henry Kravis, who was a close associate of former CIA director George Bush. Kindercare has been accused by several parents for child abuse and satanic ritual abuse. Former Clinton Foundation official Joel Getz operated a huge chain of kindergartens in China where several parents complained that their children were molested. Just as the CIA and their partner groups manage the media, Hollywood, and the worldwide drug trade, they also manage the human slave trade. And as bad as the symptoms are, we need to be focused on the disease if we ever want to end this. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Everything that they do centers around one way or another getting access to the children. They spellcast the country into a slave mentality and they harvest the children at many levels. Every abortion that they do is a sacrifice to Ball and Mullock. And they aren't doing it. They're simply offering the services, and they have so indoctrinated this world into a slave mentality and me thinking that they, willful, they get people to willfully sacrifice their children. It's a free will issue. When we get into the issues of public schools 
and we get into the issues of kinder of kinder care, things like that. Nobody's paying any attention. They have got the world so wrapped around this financial enslavement that all people can think about is what are they going to do with their children to get rid of them during the day so that they can work an extra job to pay more bills. This is the world we've been walked into. We've walked into, and we've done it by our own free will. And this is the constant deluge of slave thinking and parasitic attacks that we go through every single day that wears us down to where we willfully turn over our most precious gift, our children. All roads lead to the children. So when we talk about Operation Vineyard and you hear all these other things going on, who's running the world? Ultimately, all they're pedophiles. It's an easy way to sum it up. Who's running the world? A bunch of people with a bunch of stupid names. All roads lead to, all roads lead to Rome and all things lead to pedophiles. That's a simple way of looking at the world. When you go through all these other tiers from the CBDC to the issues of climate change, to all of these other things of shaking up the dollar, causing financial disruption, weather things that are going on, food crises, all of that in the end of the day is to keep you in a slave mentality. And as the world continues to use those things, their deeper and darker agenda is always the same thing, and it's the one thing that they want every time and have wanted it for centuries, the children. And what's in the children? Children are the innocence of heaven that come into this world. Children are the power. We've got our world upside down. We keep thinking that our job is simply to get the children up and out of the house. We forget that what we're doing is we're stewarding the foundation of this entire world through our children. They preserve the innocence and the love and the joy that this world is. When evil attacks them and takes control of them, which they have done a brilliant job, the world turns dark. Have any doubts? Go walk in downtown Portland. Go walk around our cities. See what's happening. This is a country that has been taken over by a dark demonism that could easily be solved, literally, in, in probably months. If you erased all abortion clinics in this country, if all the parents started to pull their head out of their backside and get their kids out of public school, bring them home and put them back into a faith-based environment, separate them from this gender dysphoria, tell them if they have it, they'd start giving them counseling and prayers in God. If we took that sort of authoritative stance, this entire cabal would melt literally in their power in months, if not weeks. But all roads hinge on the children. So I say all these things to kind of wrap around to this one topic that we've been hitting on and will continue to drive forward on, which is Operation Vineyard. To rescue, to heal, and to restore the children. Understand the magnitude of what we're talking about here. We are ripping the rug and very kernel of their power away from them. That is the objective. And as we do that, these people have nothing. It breaks their spell casting. It puts the priority of our own lives back on the most precious item God asks us to, to protect, defend, to raise, to nourish, to nurture. And as we do that, all of their spell casts no longer have any effect because you're not worried about their slave world anymore. You're worried about what you can do personally to be a nurturing parent. And that transforms our entire society, our relationships with one another, how we raise children in a community, how we live together, cooperate together. Priorities shift, value structures shift. It is a, literally, it is the nuclear bomb that ripples across the entire world. And it changes everything. And it's all hubbed off of one singular principle. And that is to rescue, heal, and restore the children. These people will do everything they can to prevent that from happening. And we need to be in the mindset that we will do everything within the authorities given to us by God to ensure that we do it. And when you put those two together, I've got a simple reality check for you. God wins. Pretty simple. They lose. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we, are come, we come to you today very humbled and blessed to be here. And truly, in these moments right now, when we're moving through these layers and layers of chaos, chaos is their game. We're just blessed to have the continued focus and discernment as we step forward and to continually leaning in to this fight that we have. Father, this is such a critical time that we focus our attention on the children, to rescue, to heal, and to restore. 
and to use whatever gifts and talents and whatever blessings and anointings you give to us, each of us, and accept that commission to step in and start actuating those now and immediately. This is not a time to delay or to wait for some certain period where some magical resources or mammon will fall from the sky. Rather, this is a time for us to lean in, time for just to use what we have before us, and then to turn to you to guide us in each step, knowing that you will provide everything we need. But the urgency right now to go out to and to establish whatever pieces we can in this massive network and project of Operation Vineyard, there's no time for delay. So, Father, we pray for the, the urgency on the heart, the focus on the hearts of the many, and to step into this movement, step into this walk boldly with the glory of kingdom, leaning in and taking whatever piece of that puzzle or, or that piece of that big operation you can and running with it, no matter how small or great it seems to each person, knowing that everything is part of moving the direction now towards rescuing, healing, and restoring the children. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, I know these, these shows leave people with a lot of questions, and I'm going to keep telling you, research. There's no easy answer here, but I do know one thing. Common law is going to be the fundamental issue of breaking these slave bonds. That's why Jaron Jackson is involved with Bard's Nation now. And with that comes all the other aspects of the seven pillars of county by county and the evolving five pillars that will be part of Operation Vineyard. But the seven pillars of county by county emphasize the, all the things we need in a household to be seeking self-reliance and ultimately sovereignty. And number five, or number six, is informed action. And that's where you plug in that thing called common law and education that you need to continue to do to grow your gifts and talents and the skills that we need in this world. This is a pioneer moment for everybody. It's, there's a lot of questions people have that want immediate answers. They're not always going to, you're not always going to get an immediate answer. It's going to take hard research and digging and sharing with each other to come together to create collective solutions. But that's what this is. This is about us coming together, us making a decision to pivot and shift away from their nightmare and into the kingdom offering that's sitting before us. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space.
We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 